Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one -on -one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. Fausto Bagisi is a designer who embraces life with both hands. Born in Sicily, he's one of fashion's biggest personalities. Everything he does, he does with 100% passion and creative fire. From his visceral and vibrant fashion shows to his friendships. Fausto is a man who claims the center stage with an open heart and a desire to inspire the women he dresses and the fashion world at large. Fausto's career started auspiciously, working with the famed stylist Patty Wilson in New York before he headed west to Los Angeles, where he wooed big names like Jennifer Lopez and Whitney Houston with his sexy and ornate dresses that had an Italian swagger that was undeniable. So it comes as no surprise, then, that designers Domenico Dolce and Stefano Gabbana spotted him and added his creations to their concept store in Milan. And it was there that stylist Anna Del Russo became one of his biggest ambassadors and muses, wearing his creations often in front of the street-style photographers who documented her every move. Fausto's clothing often references his southern Italian heritage, and there are also religious references as well as some biker bravado usually built in, pieces that Madonna proved to be a big fan of. But when we spoke in his Italian showroom, where you can almost hear the Italian hand gestures, he had just presented one of his most reserved and reflective shows in the history of his signature brand. Inspired by Caroline Bassett Kennedy, an icon of minimalistic dressing, the collection was mostly in shades of white and black, with lace being the embellishment of choice. It marked a new direction for the designer that was well received by the press. I'll be honest, what I love most about Fausto is that he's such a creative, raw nerve. He always speaks from the heart, feels things very deeply, and sometimes that can get him into trouble. But I think for Fausto, that might just be part of the fun of it all. Fausto, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's really an honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Make things easy. Yes, yeah, so growing up, what was your first connection to fashion? What, what, what are your earliest recollections about fashion and how it impacted your life? So the first connection to fashion, I, think I, seen, I mean, I'm from Sicily. Yes. So in Sicily, we have, uh, in southern Italy, in Italy in general, but Sicily is really, really good about that because we have a sense of la mise en scène. Mm -hmm. You know, Pirandello, the mm -hmm. theater, the mask, okay? And it's something that probably comes from the Greek culture and then the Spanish culture. Um, it's connected a lot avec, with the mise en scène mm -hmm. and the, 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 the big uh, religious um, celebrations mm -hmm. at the end they are very pagan mm -hmm. you know they have nothing to do with uh, real real religion but it's a, it's a, it's a misunderstanding mm -hmm. so I, I was so obsessed by seeing these uh, processioni, come si dice? Pro processions processions of the madonnas mm -hmm. okay so all dressed up for instance there is something beautiful which is uh, like you all the aristocratic family in Sicily 
they have to they donate to the Madonna a jewel. Mm -hmm. Can be a ring, can be a watch, can be a, a pearl or a coral uh, earrings, can be a necklace. And they used to put on a mount of the Madonna all these amazing jewelry. And at the end, it's like a huge embroidery. It's something so incredible, you know. It's magical. It's really magical. So of course we have a great tailor traditions as well. Not only for women, but a lot also for men. Mm -hmm. And I had a grandfather who was really, really, really in love with fabrics for men. So he, he, he used, I used to go with him when I was really, really young, like three years old, to his tailors. And I was staying there and uh, he used to show me the fabrics. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? At the same time, I don't want to be too much rhetorical because I don't believe it's about blood. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't trust in it. Mm -hmm. You can have a genius of a grandfather and you can be a stupid... True. I saw. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't like to say my mother, my grandfather, whatever. This is, but by the way, this is a memory. Mm -hmm. Then don't forget, yesterday they did a big celebration of Gianni Versace. Gianni Versace was born in the same place where I was born. I'm mm -hmm. from Messina. He was from Reggio Calabria. And uh, we're talking about the 80s, mm -hmm. late 80s. I was still very, very, very young. I used to live there. And uh, it was really good. I mean, it was really incredible and amazing. And it was coming from the south of Italy. Now, southern Italy is uh, cool. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that till the 80s, southern Italy is, was uh, a place where, I mean, it was very, Italy was very racist at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty difficult to come out from south. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? I mean, mm -hmm. you, in city like Turin, mm -hmm. there was like... Uh, Post like we don't we don't here grazie we don't rent houses to people from south. Oh really? That that racist that. Yes, wow. we're talking about the seventies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so it was like a, a, a reason to be proud. Mm -hmm. Okay, to have this kind of uh, like at the time it was Johnny Versace it was the first from south of Italy, then Dolce Gabbana, mm -hmm. then really later, but. Uh, and in that time, I used to go to a boutique. This was revolutionary because they used to have all the French amazing uh, um, couturier like uh, Thierry Mugler, Claude Montana, and then they kept having Versace mm -hmm. and uh, Fer Gianfranco Ferret. It was fantastic. Miss Sony at the beginning, Crizia mm -hmm. when she was alive. It was fantastic. And I used to go there and I used to touch these pieces. And really, my family wasn't rich. Yeah. I mean, so the, the owner of the shops used to see me. I was really young, very, very young. And uh, can I see, can I touch it? Mm -hmm. Can I stay here? Mm -hmm. And so they adopted in a way because after the school, I used to go there to see the customers mm -hmm. trying the, the, the dresses. Of course. Yeah. of course, maybe it was like something connected to my emotion. The Versace-esque was the most, uh, the thing that impressed me too much, so much, when I was young, when I was really, really young. And um, and it was magic. So the relationship I have with fashion is connected to my grandfather, mm -hmm. my grandmother, she was amazing as well. So the tailoring, mm -hmm. that was something really, really deep in Sicily. Mm -hmm. It's part of our culture. Yes. The religion, which is not real, uh, Catholic, uh, real, uh, Sorry, because when I don't sleep, I speak so bad. It wasn't real uh, uh, Christian, Christianism, yeah, it but pagan. it was a pagan, mm -hmm. which is fun because yeah. it's a show, boom, okay? And so the, the Madonna's dresses and, um, and uh, mantle, and uh, it was very... So that's fashion. Yeah, and then you have La the, mise en scène. I say it in French because yeah. it's a really, it really international, is the word. Yeah, yeah yes. it's the word. 
then talking about the shop that you were there caressing all the clothing and watching the women try on the pieces, I'm curious to know what was your first designer purchase? Like, did you save up for something because you had to have this one piece? What was your kind of like, oh my God, I have it now. I bought it. I saved up. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm very honest to you. I don't want to look because I'm not that... Uh intellectual okay mm-hmm. you know just to show off that yeah. yeah but Gianni Versace for me the for me was that then I understood uh, studying fashion that he was very smart to keep the Hermes scarf mm-hmm. the Pucci geometric mm-hmm. or the Mugler shoulders mm-hmm. and make himself mm-hmm. something different but keeping from that mm-hmm. but for me Versace was because it was a uh, it was, I mean, I like reality. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, just dream. Mm-hmm. I don't like impossible. I like, I like everything that from impossible become possible. Mm-hmm. And he used to represent really that moment mm-hmm. of hedonism. Mm-hmm. And he used to represent, even was like uh, a revenge of the Southern. You know, it was like... Uh, revenge, revenge of the South, it sounds like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like without to be... Non, we didn't need to show off culture mm-hmm. because if you have culture you have inside yourself yes, absolutely. and you show your culture without knowing to show culture if mm-hmm. you have real culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you don't have culture you have to do something to show off mm-hmm. because you're insecure but when you're secure so that's something I used to like of that kind of uh, uh, of uh, alphabet of fashion mm-hmm. you know it, that was really Proud. It was loud sometimes, but it was uh, full of dignity because it was real. So let's skip, let's move forward a little bit. You lived in the United States, you lived in Los Angeles um, before coming back and doing your first shows in Milan. What do you feel was really your big break, the moment you felt like, okay, I might be able to, this might be something I can do and this is going to be my future? And... So really, I was very, very young. I mean, I remember I was uh, seven, no, six years old and I wrote at school that I wanted to be a big, big, big fashion designer. Okay. And so my parents said, are you, ser- are you, are you serious? Because I have no connection with uh, fashion, mm-hmm. not in family. I said, yes, I want to be, I want to work in fashion. I want to, to do that. So mm-hmm. I did classic literature, which is uh, Greek, ancient Greek and ancient Latin literature. Okay. It was my decision because my grandfather used to read me all the... Uh, classic tragedy mm-hmm. like Homero, Liliade, and Odyssea. Mm-hmm. Odyssea, the Odyssey, okay. yeah. And uh, it was fantastic for me. Okay, so I always felt fascinated by that kind of world, and I'm very happy I did that kind of study. Then, when I was 17, I decided to move to United States. Mm-hmm. So I, I told my parents, but I want to, to you to support me in a financial way. So you moved to the United States. You said you'd be a waiter. You're going to do whatever it took. Because it was for me, America is still now. I mean, for me, the center of the world. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean because uh, it's the place where European culture meets uh, the new. Mm. If you think the rest, which is fantastic and interesting, it's always connected just with the big finance. Mm-hmm. America for me is still a place where the emotion it's still alive. Unfortunately, it's not a great moment in a political way, no. you know, that's the worst. But I'm sure, I'm very positive, I'm sure something is going to change. Okay. So was it in America then that you had, that you were able to break into fashion with your own designs? Yes, because you know what's, what happened? So I was, I, I found these tailors in, in Sicily and I did this uh, capsule collection. Let's say capsule. It was like 15, 20 pieces. Yeah. And um, I carry with me in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was doing, I was a waiter in Robert De Niro restaurant, Tribeca Grill. Mm-hmm. And um, that time I had to serve Patty Wilson, 
Uh, Patty, the Patty, best. The best. Yeah. She was the first one to give me a chance. Mm -hmm. So I went to the table and they say, Patty, I want to show you my collection. I said, who you are? I mean, I'm, I'm nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with a dish, but really I have this collection. And the day after she saw the collection and she told me I wanted to dress up Whitney Houston for the Grammy Awards, okay? So, and then Whitney and Michael Jackson for the for Michael Jackson birthday party at the Madison Square Garden with Marlon Brando and Liz Taylor. That was a great emotion for me because really I was still a kid from Sicily, that's okay? Crazy. So that's crazy. And all the time yesterday, so party, I mean, I hugged her and I believe that she was really the first person that gave me a chance, that trusted in me and mm -hmm. supported me. Mm -hmm. Even uh, presenting me David LaChapelle and uh, giving me the chance to work with David mm -hmm. and uh, so and then I moved to LA back and forth New York and LA I mean it was fantastic because in America I could really it was like a gym for me mm -hmm. about this mise-en-scene mm -hmm. okay because it was like fantastic to work with these people mm -hmm. and it was a great experience really so let's let's talk a little bit about your aesthetics for somebody who doesn't know Fausto and what you represent how would you describe your sensibility your style so this is very important and you're the perfect person to understand this. That's why I wanted to move to this direction. Yeah, we're going to talk about this new collection because it's very interesting, your choice. But so what, let's talk about Yes, but it's connected to... So yeah. I like, when I say it, I like, I like simplicity. Mm -hmm. Simplicity of the soul. I don't like people that... Uh, I mean, I like people that are very... Uh, how do you can say? Humile, come si dice? Humble. Humile? Humble. Humble, mm -hmm. okay. And uh, I don't like people that, and so many times, even we talk about a social, mm -hmm. uh, economical, you know, mm -hmm. social structure. Mm -hmm. The people that have, give you much more emotion are the people coming from poverty. Yeah. And because they, they really have no fear. Mm -hmm. Because they don't... They don't have anything to lose. Yes. Mm -hmm. And no judgment. Mm -hmm. And from these people you can give a lot because I like to give them a lot but you can get a lot mm -hmm. in, a, in terms of emotions and uh, so it's very aesthetic and ethic aesthetic and and, and um, sensitivity for mm -hmm. me it's extremely connected mm -hmm. so I don't want to be a bourgeois designer because I believe it's uh, the class that has to fear I like aristocracy or I like uh, simple people. Mm -hmm. When I started to do my collection and I had so much fun because uh, I really trust in artisanal, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm from South of Italy, I'm sorry, I'm loud sometimes, mm -hmm. okay? So I started it probably in a louder way. People just uh, wanted to see the louder part and the show off part. Mm -hmm. And this world is so fast. So what I was about, what I was sorry about, was that people didn't sit down and say, "Okay, Fausto can be a Roman gladiator, sparkling mini dress, but can be even a double cashmere coat, long and clean." Mm -hmm. I always did that. Mm -hmm. So about my style, you're asking me about the style. I want to be up and down, good and bad, black and white. Okay. I don't want to be just one. I want to change all the time and I don't want to be just uh, one direction. For instance, last season I did Gomorrah mm -hmm. because I felt that. This time I did, uh, I say American aristocracy, American royalty. Mm -hmm. I did it the way I called because I was obsessed by 
John John Kennedy, Caroline Bessett Kennedy. So it's completely another story. And trust me, I don't have big, huge press office that tell me you have to do this, mm -hmm. or I don't have any kind of merchandiser that tell me you have to do this to sell more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I do really by myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I, what I feel, what I need. If I'm tired of something, I change completely. But it's very important that, um, for instance, the, the concept of sexua sexuality, sexua sexuality also, I mean, I like sex. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of sex. I don't understand why in fashion, the new fashion now is to be afraid of sex. We are made of sex, we are made of skin, we are made of passion and emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I, more, more, the more I grow up, the more I understand that uh, people are really scared about uh, reality, about mm -hmm. what we are, about our skin. I'm not afraid about my skin, that's the problem, okay? Mm -hmm. So, when I do something, and my, my style, I want my style to be free. Mm -hmm. I want to be everything. Like, I want it to be like, we have to talk in terms like Nicki Minaj and Kate Blanchett at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it is, because it is. Okay. And I hate when they put like a label and say, no, Fausto is this. Mm -hmm. It's very, make me feel suffer, you know? Well, I mean, what's interesting about this spring, summer, 2018 collection is, that we were talking about earlier, is that there are definitely the codes of Fausto, and yet there's a, a légèreté, a lightness about this collection that, that we, I haven't seen from you before. So it's great to see your codes maybe almost coming to the fore in a way that you hadn't seen before. But what was there a specific purpose to this show? Because it seems very different than what you've been doing up until this point since you've been presenting on the catwalk in Milan. So when I started to design and choose, to choose fabrics, I was, uh, of course, the, the politics and the world change your point of view, you yeah, know? Yeah. Absolutely. So we're living in a very violent world. I'm not just afraid of the ISIS or how do you call ISIS? ISIS. ISIS. Yes. Uh, there is also another name I don't remember. Yeah. Or, or Putin or uh, or uh, Trump or uh, Erdogan. I'm afraid of my neighbor. Mm. Okay. Last time I'm, I'm living fortunately in a very beautiful place in Milan, but two Saturday ago I couldn't sleep. It was like no, it was Thursday night, and in the, it was a very rich neighborhood, but in the park, like a group of uh, young kids doing like uh, Nazist and uh, uh, racist. Nazi racist. Yes, yeah. song, I mean, let's say this and the screaming, uh, yeah. we want Mussolini and all this stuff. I wanted to see what's going on. It was like 15, 16 years old kids, and they are all sons of very good wealthy family hmm. that is scary that's scary so the world this is the world we're living in mm -hmm. so we're all in a world where women I'm, I'm 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 really tired of women that wants to be slaves of themselves mm -hmm. that's another touch because we're talking so much about violence mm -hmm. which is terrible but also the violence a woman can do to herself mm -hmm. to please the man yeah that's making me feel disgusted, okay? Yeah. Because usually we talk about a man that makes violence on a woman mm -hmm. or a woman that must be independent. But the problem is that a lot, so many women, and it's sad, treat themselves as slaves. Yeah. Well, the way they dress up. Why you have to, I mean, I don't want to look stupid and silly, but why you have to wear a tacky platform? Mm -hmm with that legs, why? To please who? Wear a flat, be confident. Honestly, I didn't have this point of view two years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Growing up and reading and understanding how the, the world is going, 
I want it to be to be a celebration to a woman to be free, mm -hmm. to be feminine, mm -hmm. sexy or not. I want it to be in this collection about. But I was thinking less loud. I was thinking about natural fabrics because natural fabrics has something to do with a book to read, mm -hmm. not a, not to watch a, a reality show. Mm -hmm. A book to read. I mean, I, I, I wanted this collection when I designed that. I wanted to be more intimate. Yes, it was definitely more intimate. And uh, honest again, Jessica, I'm very honest to you. Very, very loyal. I don't. I mean, I designed in a very like these, and my people around me, my guys, like, also are you kidding me? Why are you using white and black? Fantastic, mm -hmm. but you never did. Why to be so radical? Why the linen? Mm -hmm. I say linen is the best fabric for an evening gown as well yeah the, this the linen jacket here i love this this piece is like oh well actually i love a lot of things but this one i was like thank amazing. you so much i'm wondering that also because you had a stint of i think it was three years at uh emmanuel ungaro in paris yeah and that just came to an end did that help you as well not having to balance two collections to really focus back in on on you or was were you able to manage those two quite so i decided to do to leave ungaro because i mean you know at the end of the day i said um it wasn't possible, wasn't, honestly, it was not possible to grow up in that company. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I launched my main collection and uh, it's doing very well and accessories and uh, the woman, I wanted to be more, always, I mean, you know, this is my son. Mm -hmm. I want my son with me. And I said, okay, Ungar was a great experience. It was Paris, which I love. It was a tradition, it was a, a brand that was like the history of fashion. But I said, let's concentrate on my son. I mean, I want to be focused, really focused on my son. Mm -hmm. I, because I mean, I'm, this is the only thing I mind. Mm -hmm. It's my, my own collection because really I, I, I was born with this collection in, the, in my head. I mean, mm -hmm. with this brand in, this, my, in my head. Mm -hmm. So many times you have like the blogger doing uh, the, the dress and uh, and trust me, make suffer so much when you, when you see people that didn't study about that and that didn't have any kind of um, training. Training for me, this is the most important. Culture now is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I hate when someone arrive and make okay, I do this and I do that, mm -hmm. but not because it's uh, it's insecurity. It's not an insecurity. I mean, it, it's reality. I mean, I said why? Fashion is not about party only party and glamour. Mm -hmm. Fashion is about workers, craftsmanship, fittings, people to pay. Yeah, it's a with business. Family. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a business. Yeah, it's a it's business. A business. And uh, to grow up with the, with the concept, I mean, you know, and make this concept to grow up with you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you talked about that influencer because you and I last, uh, not a few months ago, were at um, a luxury tech conference and you raised a lot of eyebrows with your whole remarks about, you know, that you didn't believe in social media and influencers. And can you touch on that a little bit? Or do you still believe that that's the case, that this whole phenomenon is just bells and whistles? And So I tell you one thing, maybe I'm saying this bullshit, but uh, thinking about Studio 54, mm. the late 70s, early 80s, thinking about the customers, the people going there to have fun, were about 30, 40, 50, 60 years old mm -hmm. and more. And uh, music, disco music was fantastic. That was a music thought for these amazing people that have money to spend. They already were, weren't, not, were not kids. I'm a, I don't understand why we have to be obsessed with youth. Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people now are obsessed. I mean, of course, I like a young kid. I mean, a young girl, a young. But why this obsession? This is so stupid. I'm sorry. This is so stupid. I don't trust in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a company thinking about the young generation. Well, what? The young generation is fantastic. Let them be free with the fruit of the loom t-shirt. Yes. Let them have sex in a beach. Let them ride a horse. Let them read a book. Let them go to to save the kids in, in in Africa. I mean, let them not put clothes on. Mm-hmm. Don't think that I mean they can spend what I mean. Give them the chance to grow up yeah. and think about a real customer. A real customer is a real woman, a real man that already have a security, financial security. Because honestly, another thing that I don't like is when we talk about that uh, very 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 honest. When we talk about uh, valori, uh, human values mm-hmm. in fashion, I, I know so many people. I mean, I'm saying something not successful. I know so many people. Like one of the people I used to love most was Ing- Ingrid Sishi. Yes. And she was wearing a Levi's jeans and a white t-shirt and a white t-shirt. Of, of, uh, the, the, the father, big uh, and thinking, think about no fashion. Yeah. Not because it was cool, just because she was comfort. Mm-hmm. And she was so confident and, she, and her head was like bomb, bomb, bomb. Mm-hmm. So, world is full of people that don't buy fashion and are amazing. Mm-hmm. If I do fashion, it's because really, Jessica, I love this, the process. Mm-hmm. This, I love this work. I love the craftsmanship. I love the mannequin. Mm-hmm. I love to work with my tailors. It's the only drug I have. I mean, it's drug for me, mm-hmm. this work, okay? But honestly, I don't believe that I can judge a person because she's wearing or he's wearing a clothes from me or from Dior or from whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't judge by that. So it's very... All the time to think about this. We have, we have now, of course, the responsibility to talk to the generations, younger or not, whatever, about democracy, about human rights. Mm-hmm. But like a, 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 a director, sorry, a movie director can do or a, a painter can do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I hate to be politically correct because the greatest. Uh, movie director there never been mm-hmm. okay it's so stupid to be just politically correct I mean it's a lot of things to do in yeah you, you speak from the hip you really say what you think you're one of the you're you don't you don't ever soften the edges of what you're going no. to say you're very honest very honest yeah because which I is think what I love that, yeah I mean um, so you started this company the the year you launched your brown brand. What was it? Two thousand and it was like a speaker with Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, with Dolce and Gabbana. Uh, two thousand eleven. So eleven. Okay. And then my first show really was the for spring summer two thousand fourteen. Okay. So looking forward, what do you see as your big challenge for the company at this point? I mean, you're all of your focus is on it. You you don't have the other brand that you you know you don't have Ungo anymore. You're you're one hundred percent with your own label. What do you see as your biggest challenge moving forward? Fausto, please must be a maison. I mean, I want it to be a real maison. Okay, mm. I want it to be. I want to grow up. Of course, now. I mean, the, the world is changing so fast, and I believe that it's extremely important to have a personal con- connection to the final customer. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. I I think big. I always thought big. I think big, 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 big. I want to be the world I mean you know so I want to be huge okay. I mean that's what I'm working so for so growth basically you want to just yes. continue to grow yes. and do you have a shoe lines bag line da, 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 all of that or I'm not yet bag I'm gonna start now 
and uh, the shoe line is growing up. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy. Okay. People like, and so it's good. Sell out is good, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. And, um, and then I want people to understand the different soul I have, mm -hmm. the different sides of my, of my DNA, mm -hmm. which is very, very important. Okay. Well, I think that this collection really showed a different side of you that no one's seen before. That's really interesting. All right, a couple last few questions, real quick ones. Um, I know you work like crazy. What do you do to relax, to get away from... I work, even in the beach, I mean, all the time. Really, trust me, give me a fabric and I will be the most happy, the happiest person in the world. I mean, like, just work. Okay. Um, yes, staying with my dogs, whatever, watching movies, like... Uh, the but B even when B you're watching movies, movies Italian it's inspiring. B movies. Yeah, Italian B movies, well, okay. They're fantastic. Okay. The noir movies, you know, like... like it's like thriller. Like, yeah, the black, the noir, film noir. Noir yeah, film yeah, yeah. from yeah. the 70s, Italian, were amazing. Oh my God. Um, do you have a secret talent? Something that nobody knows that you can do? Like, I make a very, an amazing quiche Lorraine, but I don't know, do you like play the piano? Or are you really good at mini golf? Is there something you have a secret talent? Dream. You're a good swimmer? Yes. Is that your sport of choice, swimming? I mean, when, when, I, when, I, when I have the possibility, because I like to swim just uh, in, the, in, in the real sea. Okay. Okay. All the, right. The salt, and I mean, I want to be in the sea. Okay. All right, so now I'm going to ask you my five generic fashion questions that I ask everybody I interview. All right, last five. What is the most treasured piece of clothing that you own? My skin. Hmm, okay. What is um, the one item of clothing that every woman should really invest money, money in? Something that's really important. Ingrid would wear a jeans with a pizza, tomato, boom, and a continuing reader book. You will wear this beautiful thing. I mean, each woman must wear what she thinks she wants to wear. I don't want to give suggestion because it's stupid suggestion. I mean, I mean, not, I mean I don't like designers that say this season you have to wear this or that season you have to wear that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're beautiful like this, you will be beautiful like this forever. So you can have the same model and change prints and change jacquard. I mean, you know, that's mm -hmm. fantastic. It's like a signature because you feel beautiful. If I tell you wear a, a perfecto, why? Mm -hmm. And you say, Fausto, are you crazy? Or maybe it's fantastic, but you have to choose. I, I, I want women to be very, men, whatever, people, to be very free to choose whatever they want and they like. Okay. Um, I think I know the answer to this one, but who is your favorite designer, living or dead? The dead Gianni Versace and the living... Um, I love Azzedina Laia mm -hmm. so much, so much. Yeah. Because he's a free soul as well. I like him. What is one fashion trend that you personally would never follow? Something in fashion. I would never wear something which is in fashion. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So you know, which is like yeah. cool now. Yeah. So you wouldn't be wearing pastels right now, and you would. No. Be... <laughs> no. Um, okay. And then the last question is, what do you love most about fashion? I love, I love to sporcarmi le mani. means like to get my hands and so first I like to to make a dress. I love to, to design it, to choose the fabric, to put on a mannequin, a real or fake mannequin, whatever, a real woman, or, and to start working on it. Mm. Alt, take it off, shorter, longer, put an arm, take the, 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 I mean, you know, like, it's incredible, the fabric, I mean, it's the craftsmanship, the embroidery, the volume, of, I mean, it's something, that, the, the prints, to make prints, going to Como to choose the fabric. So you love the, the creation, the creation. Yes, yes. God of fashion. Grazie mille Fausto. Grazie a te. Grazie, grazie mille. Grazie. Basta.
Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.